Hi, y'all. It's Angela. And thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Business Unveiled. I am super excited to be talking with Jen Taylor. She's an amazing consultant. And really, we're, today we're going to focus on tips on developing a strong training program. And what I mean by that is she knows everything there is to know about how to get ready to hire people. So regardless if you're looking for new employees, team members, even vendors, I mean, they're not my employees, but I still have to manage a bunch of stuff. So no matter what you're looking for to grow your team, vendors, employees, part-time employees, if you're looking on how to get old people out, new people in, this is all for you. So you're going to want to listen from beginning to end because the tips that she's going to share with us, I feel like can kind of make or break your business because, you know, people can make or break. They can help you grow your business or they can bring a bunch of toxicity in there and one bag egg can kind of ruin it for everyone. And I have experienced all of these things. So I'm not just saying this as an opinion, I've gone through it all, people. So, Jen, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having me, Angela. I am very honored to be here. Yay! Well, before you, before we jump off and talk about consulting land and that world, because, you know, it's funny to me, all the consultants that I talk with, which I talk with a lot, I mean, they truly are experts, but you had to go through a lot of shit to become there, that to get there. And so take us way back, like, how was it with you growing up? Did you know, were you always like loving to teach people and help people and take us on that entrepreneur journey of where, you, how in the heck did you get to where you're expert level and you're a consultant today? Welcome to Business Unveiled, the podcast designed to help you thrive in the creative community. Here's your host, events and productivity consultant, Angela Profit. What's up, GST leaders? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Business Unveiled, where we share expert tips and secrets from top creative industry professionals. You know we're going to take you behind the scenes of our experiences, share with you what we've learned from them, and how it's made us stronger. Because no one said it's easy owning a business, right? But it's a lot more fun when you've got a strong support team around you. And that's exactly what we do at GSD Creative. We're right there by your side. And I'm so excited that you've chosen this podcast to take the first step in growing a productive, profitable, and successful, wildly successful business within the hospitality and creative industry. Today's podcast is being brought to you by Timeline Genius. Timeline Genius has custom-made templates for wedding planners, event planners. It has all of the vendor contact information in there. And basically, you don't have to do the same thing over and over. And it's fully customizable. It's tailored timelines for each and every client. You can share with the client, which can cut your emails down by hundreds a day. I know because I tracked it and I did it. And it can save you printing. You can export it to a PDF, put it in Dropbox, there's multiple pricing tiers, or you can get unlimited timelines. 
Give it a try, bit.ly slash AP Timeline Genius. So I started my business, I can't believe I'm saying this, 15 years ago. <laughs> um, and I was in a, I had a regular job. I, uh, I am one of those uh, planners who, one, got engaged at her friend's wedding and two, started planning thereafter. I had hired a planner. And at the end of it, she's like, you can do this. Here's the name of your company. Don't quit your day job, basically. Do, you know, do this as a side hustle. Well, the side hustle lasted a month because then uh, the company I was working for was being bought. They didn't want me to move to Atlanta. I wasn't going to move to Atlanta. Um, so the door opened. There, there was that door. So uh, the next year I spent growing the, you know, grow, you know, getting myself out there, getting my name out there, doing all the things. And then you go and, you know, I, I worked for another planner as a, as a, as not a consultant, as a, a contractor. Mm-hmm. So that opened a little more doors. And then I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go back out on my own. And by that time I was ready and I wanted to teach. I had had, you know, I had taught at a local community college here for wedding and event planning, things like that. So that really got me the bug of showing other planners how to get into the industry you know, and not just be a hobbyist, like this is serious, this is a serious job and you have to have the business side with it. And then I grew my team to, you know, four other planners and we rocked it. And then eventually, you know, that starts going different directions. And then all of a sudden you're back to yourself, but the teaching was still there. I still loved to teach. I loved teaching my, the planners that I had, how to do business for me and how to um, expand their reach for my business. And then also teaching other people that came to me saying, I want to learn, I want to learn more. How do I do this? So Jen Taylor consulting really started out of that where, um, I love to teach. I love to show people. I love to be involved in their business and show them the pitfalls and show them the, you know, the golden path, whatever you want to call it to, to create your business and to create something that you want to love and do for as long as you can. So two questions out of that, when you worked for another planner and then you decided to go back out on your own, was that planner or that company, were they supportive or were they not so supportive? She was supportive because it was just, I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a great, you know, just like, you know what, I want to try other things. I want to do other things and I want it under my own name. And she's like, great, go for it. That makes me so happy. Oh yeah. No, it's great. Some people, I'm just like, I hear these terrible stories and that's, that's like so refreshing. And then did you, when you hired those other planners, to be part of your company. Did you have a specific training program back then, or did you have a psychology methodology that you hired or was it more because they were friends and it was a relationship? How did you find four great people? They all just came out of the blue. I mean, wow. seriously, it was, it was, it was nuts. It was nuts. So the first one, she was actually, I, I actually had five, but one was like left before I got brought on the other one. So she was one of my students and she was mentoring with me and I was, you know, she, at the end of it, she's like, you know what? I just want to work for you. I'm like, okay, come work for me. Um, and then somebody found me. She was, she'd moved back to the area. She worked with a a very well-known planner on, you know, in another 
part of the state and um, she was working nonprofit and she wanted, she's like, everybody kept on telling her, if you want to get into weddings, go talk to Jen, go talk to Jen. Well, we were at a networking event and this is uh-huh. where networking comes into huge parts of it. She found me and we were doing a tour of different wineries and she sat with, she sat next to me. She talked to me. She's like, just, and finally I'm like, do you want to go have lunch and talk about this? <laughs> like, you know, and so that was that. And then she needed an assistant for a wedding. Somebody had reached out saying, Hey, is there any job opportunities? And I forwarded on to her. I said, Hey, she might be your assistant for the day. Reach out to her. She yeah. did. And she was, gr- she was awesome. She's like, didn't even introduce herself. The pl- my planner had a bunch of stuff in her, out- her arms and it goes, she goes, hi, I'm, I'm so-and-so and I'm here to help. Let me take that from you. And when you have somebody awesome. like that, that doesn't even ask to what she needs to do. She just knows you're like, you're in. And then yeah. finally the other one, she had been an assistant for me for a couple of times. And I really needed to have another planner because you can't tell, you can't tell a contractor what to do and where to go. You can tell mm-hmm. an employee that. So we're sitting there at lunch. I said, so how do you like to, how do you want to work for me? And she's like, what? I'm like, well, I need, I need a planner and you're doing great. So how do you want to work? You know, what is this? And she's like, okay. And so that's how they all just came in. And, you know, what I told them is I will give you the, the blueprint, Mm -hmm. you know, how to, how to do business but you can do it how you want. Like here's, here's the guidelines and you can stray a little bit off of it, but these are pretty much set and you can use my name. You can drop my name any, you know, just drop it. I don't care. Um, and, but grow, grow your own tailored events and make it, you know, so we had four little tailored events, five, including me. And we all inter, you know, we all connected together And, but I let them, I treated it like they were their own business. I'm like, this is your business too. It's not just mine. Like your name is going to be out there. It's going to be connected to mine, but your reputation is going to be out there too. So you mark, you know, mind your P's and Q's. So that's how I, you know, I had a guy, I had a blueprint, but it wasn't as depth as detailed as it is now. So did you, when you decided, okay, now I'm going to add consulting to my company and you decided you wanted to slow down, were you intentionally setting them up? So if they wanted to continue to move forward, they had those relationships that were already super established. They have the opportunity to do whatever they want. Two of them had moved, one had moved out of the area. The other one's like, I'm going to back out. I'm going to, I'm going to slow down my weddings as well. The other one, she's, you know, it's one of those, you know, they're all, they're all young. And so they're also mm-hmm. trying to find themselves. They're also, and then another one moved, uh, you know, to the other side of the state. So, but they have, they have the ability to start their own company and know, know how to run it because I've given them the tools to do so. So That's if they so want to, if they awesome. want to open up their own events company, they can. That's awesome. Do they, do you think that it's what they think it's going to be. They, they're, you know, as I said, they're, you know, they're, they're all young. So they're all in yeah. you know, having families and all of that. But is it something in that, you know, I, I still get, can, you know, I still get emails saying, Hey, so-and-so did so-and-so's wedding. Can, can your planner do this? And I'm like, <laughs> she's no longer working for me, but let me find out if she's available 
and see if she would be willing to, to do your wedding for you. That's um, awesome. You know, and sometimes it's yes. And sometimes it's like, no, they're out of town. So sorry. And here's a yeah. list of other planners that are available. Here's other planners that I recommend. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So how did you decide to pivot over to more focusing on consulting and how did you find that sweet spot of, okay, I'm going to focus on teaching companies how to hire people and how to get them ready to hire for a new team member, a new employee? What I, um, the transition was just, you know, you're getting older. I am, you know, <laughs> I'm 15 years in the industry. I'm 48 years old. I'm like, you know, almost 49. And I'm like, you know, I can't do this all the time. Yeah. It's hard on your body. It's, it's hard. It is hard. And I was like, you know what? I need to do something else. And I want to, and at that time I wanted to be home with my husband and have summer vacations and do all the things. And so then I was just like, I need to find, you know, not necessarily an exit strategy, but I need to find a, just pivot enough just so I can still do a little bit of weddings. I can still do my destinations that I love, but then I can start filling in the parts that, you know, like how to create your process and procedures, how to create that um, workflow, how to look at what softwares you need to, you know, you, you might need to look at, um, you know, what's, what is it about business that I just enjoy talking about? Um, and that's how I, you know, that's what I really wanted to do is, you know, whether it's training, you know, getting you ready for bringing on your first employee or talking to you about like, I, I want to transition. I, I don't want to have, you know, this business. I want to, I, I want it to be this instead. And how do I do that? And who do I talk to? And you know, all the things. And so we just sit down and we talk business, we brainstorm, we look at things. That's how, that's, that's what I love to do. It blows my mind how many businesses have been around for over 20 years and I'll go in to help on something else. And I'm like, there's four steps to really understanding how to run a business. I call it GSD, get shit done. <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, I've got this and this. And I'm like, but where is it? And they're like, it's all in my head. I'm mm -hmm. like, that's yep. not good. Nope. So I'm assuming people come to you and they're like, it's all in my head. Like, what are the first steps of unraveling and getting all that out of a business owner's head? Like, how do you do that? you just sit down and talk to them and talk to them about, you know, like talk to them about like, how do you do your finances? How do you do your opera? You know, what's your data, data operations look like? How do you onboard your clients? How do you, you know, how do you market your business? You know, you find the bigger uh, rocks and then you get into the details of it or you sit and you tell them like, okay, for one day you're going to write down everything you do into story. And we'll figure out what, <laughs> what can be, you know, what can be automated, what can be outsourced and what can be maybe delegated if they have employees. Like, what are those things that you're doing that you hate to do that you can, okay. that you can do, give it to somebody else. And it's their, it's their, it's their joy. You know, like for me, my joy isn't, you know, finances. Hell, I got a bookkeeper that they, I, I'm like, great. And my joy is going, I am there, take it. Yep. You know, so, but 
it's really trying to uh, getting everything out of their head is the mm -hmm. hardest because they have to want to get it out of their head. I have a really good friend. We've talked multiple times about me just coming to her house and talking about her business so she can get it out of her head and onto a sheet of paper. So then she can, cause you know, she's older than I am. She wants to sell her company, but everything's in her head. I'm like, you can't have it in your head if you want to move on. Exactly. I'm just laughing because yesterday I was doing some video coaching with a client and teaching them how to, she's building an online training class. And so I was teaching her, you know, how to record her computer and how to use the microphone and how to do, you know, all these little things. It is not hard. You just have to know what the hell you're doing. And so I was like, okay, let's record like the first five minutes of what you're going to say. And so she's moving her mouse around and I'm, I'm like, wait, what did you just click? And she's like, oh, I just went up. I'm like, you've clicked three times now and you didn't tell me what you were clicking. And when you're teaching and recording your screen, you've got to actually like move the mouse around and say like in the upper right hand corner, you will see here a little light bulb yeah. that you want to click on the light bulb. And so you actually have to teach people. And she's like, wait, what? I'm like, literally you've clicked three times. And she's like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to do this by myself. <laughs> like somebody's going to have to sit next to me. And she's like, how do you know this? I'm like, because I've built so many online training programs and I learned the hard way. I didn't hire anybody to help me. And then I got all this feedback that was like, you only gave us half of the information. And I wasn't doing it on purpose at all. I just, it was all in my head. And so it taught me how to really articulate exactly what the hell I'm doing. Yep. And so it's just funny to me because as a business owner, we leave out so many little steps because we can do it in our sleep. Yep. But if you miss a really important step, like something could like literally burn down, like some bad yep. things could happen. So, yep. so you talk to them and then do you record it and then transcribe it and you start the like a Google doc with a manual that's in the cloud or how does that work? It's going to be up to the client. I really, you know, like, you know, it's, it's, it's how, what they feel comfortable, it's, whether it's recording it and, and going from there, or is it just, you know, if they have something, but it's scattered all over their computer, is it a way that they can like put it into a Dropbox or Google, you know, um, drive or something like that, where we can look at it and say, okay, now let's talk about, because most people have everything. It's just everywhere. Yeah. You know, there's some on Dropbox, there's some on their hard drive. There are some on some external drive. There are some in Google docs and they're just, because people have told them along the way and then they do it and then they just go, well, where is everything? Wow. So, you know, you're like, okay, let's bring everything together. Let's put it under one roof and let's go. And if they want to record it, great. If they want to take notes, fabulous. If they want, you know, me to take all the things, disseminate into one and then go through that with them. That's great too. Or if they just want to talk to me, I'm writing notes and I create their document right then and there. Great. That's awesome. And then, so really what are some other tips that if you're a business owner and you don't have a like policy and procedure manual. I know it sounds so freaking corporate and I never thought I would have these things because I'm like, oh, people would never do these things. And then it happened. Like 
shit yeah. that you can't even imagine that yes. people would do in like a company shirt. And I'm like, you can't wear that and you yeah. can't do that. Like that's damaging towards the brand, which is unfortunately was my name and in, in the yeah. events company that I had. And so how do you like, do people, do you find that most of your clients, like something happens to them and they're angry and they come to you or are people understanding that like proactiveness is important and like, Hey, I need to develop something before I'm actually ready for it. Like, what are you finding now? No, some people, most people are coming in either right before they're going to hire somebody or, and they're in the, you know, they're, they've already hired lots of people and they're just like, I don't have any, it's all in my, it's back to the last conversation. It's all in my head. And if I want to bring on somebody new, that's a lot of training to do. And I, it'd be easier if I had a book that I could hand them and just go through the sections they need to know, you know, having your process and procedures books is different than having your HR policy book. Your HR policy book is pretty standard of like, here's what you wear, here's the time, you know, here's your sick hours here, you know, all the things that has to do with, with the, you know, the brand and, and all of that. Here's your, how you can use vacation. Here's how you charge the company card. Here's how you on and on and on. And you need all that too. But to hire somebody to do processes for your business, what is that process you want them to do? Do you want them to do sales? Well, how do you do sales? Well, how do you onboard somebody? How do you, how do you have that, you know, how do you have that meeting with that potential client? How do you, how do you get that potential client? How do they find you on the webs? You know, you know, all the things that lead up to that is all part of your process. And so you, you know, if you're using HoneyBook or, you know, Aisle Planner or Desaba or 17 Hats or any of that, you need to have a workflow so you can go in there and make it work. And then you need an employee, you know, you don't need an employee, but if you have somebody else, then you need to show them, this is how I do business. Mm -hmm. If you bring on a VA, this is how I, this is my ideal client. This is who they look like. This is who they are. This is where they shop. This is, you know, all those things are part of your process, uh, part of your procedure book, because that book is becoming, it just becomes how you Angela Prophet, Jen Taylor, whatever it is, how you do business. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have something that you can either, I'm, I'm holding my binder right now, here's the binder, or here's the link to the Dropbox or the Google Drive, or here's your binder on your desk, you know, and it gives them everything. I mean, it goes through and talks about what your mission statement is. Who are you? What's your core values? What are, you know, what's the org chart? What's the job description? You know, do you have, what's the wedding day look like? All of those things that you want to have a planner know, it needs to be in that book so they can look at that book and go, okay, I know what to do. Now let's take it and put it in action. Do you think that, do people put this in a book or do they put it in video format or they do both? Do you have people that come to you and they have a preference? I haven't had a preference. We did some video training on for our own company for like aisle planner because we mm -hmm. were kind of, you know, we weren't all coming into the office. And so um, my senior planner sat down and, and created these 
little training videos on, on aisle planner and how to use how we and how we use it. And then, um, you know, but they all had their own binder. So I gave them a binder. Um, it's really up to the company. I do, I, I always suggest a binder and then like a Google doc or, or a Google drive or Dropbox, depending on what they use, because then it's something that they can get to easily. If they're on the road, thing like that, they don't have their binder. They don't care about their binder, but they still need something that's there. So then they can go there and say, okay, this is, you know, sales and they go to sales and they see what they need to do. So what are the different types? Are there different types of, I don't know, like, I don't know what you would call it, but like you mentioned sales, I would say, I guess like different departments Yes. that if people are like, I don't even know where to start, like getting it out of my head, like, do you guide them? And like, what yes. are those departments? So if, if somebody's listening today and they're like, shit, I don't have that. <laughs> like literally, like if they're, first off, you should just hire Jen. But secondly, like, <laughs> What should they do? Like, how do you, how do you start? Like, what are, are there like four foundations, five foundations? Of there's probably, I mean, if you go back and look, there's one just about your business, you know, so where do you do business? Like your physical address, the name of your business, your social media information, your phone numbers. Um, and then there's who you are as a business, your mission statement and your core values. So those can be kind of tied together. So that would be just like your business information. And then there's marketing. So that includes your brand, your ideal client, your, you know, what social media are you on? All of that. Um, and then how do you do business around that? Do you go on and, you know, every day and, do your commenting and, and all that stuff. Do you have a content calendar? All that's created in, in your marketing. And then there is, as I said, financials. How are you getting paid? How are you paying your bills? How are you managing your cash flow? Things like that. And then customer service, that's everything around your client and or potential client. So that's, you know, on, you know, onboarding your client, meeting potential clients, responding to any issues with your clients, and then what's the exit process for your clients? How do you, after you're done with the wedding, how do you release them? Do you have a, you know, do you have a form of an evaluation form? Do you have them do a review? Do you have them do both? You know, and then there's the HR part of it. That's a whole nother section of that. So at the end of the day, there's HR, customer service, operations, financials, and then your marketing. So probably five five so five core five core. and and then for do you as you're going through these like this is the foundation of these five things do you find that some people i would say most people they have so many blind spots and loopholes yes <laughs> i mean so like do you have a top story that you could share where you're just like wtf like what are you doing <laughs> You know, you know, and it's really, it's, it's hard to say, but you know, like this woman that is just looking to, you know, she moves senior people, you know, people that are downsizing into a, you know, a, a senior apartment or things like that. And I, the stories I hear, you know, her is, you know, she's a great, um, study because she is so, she knows what the hell she's doing. She knows her job and she rocks at it, but you look at her and go, 
how can you not respond to this email or how can you, how can you, I mean, she's just so, she is so overwhelmed around everything. Like all she's just doing is just, she just goes, you just become your, you know, the opposite and not really opposite what, but she just like, you know what, I'm just going to focus on what I have. Just focus on what I have, but I can't, I can't go. I can't do anything. I need to bring on people, but I can't do anything. I can't do it. And you're just like, stop. Yeah. Bring me, help me, let me help you. Help me help you. Um, you know, do all those things to, to not, not be in that, you know, WTF moment all the time Yeah. because you have so many things that are the WTFs that, you know, and a friend, you know, and, and there's, there's three of us in, in, in our, in our group and we mastermind together. And the other person, she's like, I'm done trying to give her advice because she's, she's not listening. She's, mm-hmm. she's just, she's, she's just, you just, you know, you get to that point sometimes and you just, it's like the ostrich. You just put your head in the hole, in sand and just let it go. And you can, but that's not going to help anybody. Right. Especially your own. And, and that's another thing is you start doing that, your own health will become an issue. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like the other day I was sitting with a client and they were a new client. So we have a checklist of things that we ask um, before we dive in to help them with videos. <laughs> and I'm like, what's your intro and your outro? And they're like, what? And I'm like, well, let's look at your analytics. Um, you know, you've been around for five years at least, and you've got multiple locations. So let's look at your analytics and see like a little bit about your audience. I'm like, we can look on Instagram and we can look on your Google analytics. And she's like, oh, what? And so she's like, I just got rid of a marketing company that has literally been doing everything. And they sent me a zip file. She's like, I don't even know what that is. And, but I haven't opened it yet. I'm like, okay, well, let's open it. So we open everything. It was, it was an absolute mess. First off, I'm like, they didn't name your files there. I have to click on all the folders to find out what the F's in the folders. Like, I don't know. I'm just psycho about I'm so OCD about labeling and naming everything in Dropbox and everything in Google Drive. People are like, I hate those apps because I can't find anything. Well, that's your fault. That's not the app's fault (laughs) because you don't know what you don't know. And so I'm literally digging in this folder and I'm like, where are your passwords to like all of your things or you own everything and then you gave the marketing company access, right? And she's just like looking at me in deer and headlights and I'm like, do you still have contact with these people? Like with your old rep? Like certainly they have an offboarding service or something. And she's like, yeah, I'm, you know, she had a great relationship with the girl and she was texting her and, and thankfully she's like getting back to us pretty quickly. And like two things, I'm just like, why does the marketing company own all your shit and yeah. you don't own it and you're not sharing it with them? So that's the first thing. And then the second thing, um, she had no analytics set up for like an almost five-year-old website. And I'm like, can you ask them why? And then the response back, like it literally angers me. Like my blood pressure goes up when people are like, oh, well, you didn't ask for that service. I'm like, well, you actually, that should like be illegal. Like you shouldn't be building websites without, and people's social media without doing it the right way. And I'm not saying like they're doing it the wrong wrong way to be malicious, but what? And like, then she got upset and she's like, you make me feel so stupid. I'm like, oh no, 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 that's not the point. I'm not trying to make you feel stupid. It's just, 
Like, this is why I am very passionate about helping business owners, especially women who are doing things out of passion and purpose, and they don't think of the business processes. And this was just like from a marketing standpoint. And it's like, that's not what she hired me to do. But I went down this whole freaking rabbit hole of trying to get keywords that a five-year audience was already clicking on. So I would knew, I knew what to write for the intro and outro. Yeah. Like, I just don't pull that out of my ass. Like no. I actually want to put some research into it, people. And I'm just like, oh my. And, and I mean, I feel like every week there's these stories of people yeah. like, I want to write a book on women being screwed in business. Like, not like that, but I mean, you know, just to be funny, but also educational at the same time. I'm like, really? Um, so what are, so we've got like the five foundations. What are the biggest loopholes that you find that it seems like no one thinks of this? No one has a process for this. Like, is there one big thing that just stands out among like creatives? I think one of them is um, what you just touched on the whole, you know, domains, you know, all of, all of those things around your website, but then also people don't realize the power of an exit. Yeah. A strategy, you know, like not, it's not necessarily a strategy, but it's like, here is my template email. And it could be now through HoneyBook or just, you know, you have, you have the tools to make this automated. Um, you know, you have the ability to, to send that out a week after their wedding, asking them for a review and link them to a, an evaluation. So then you know how you did. And, and what I also did is I asked them to review their vendors or just rate their vendors, not necessarily review, but rate them. So I knew where if there was a vendor slipping, I can kind of see it, if, especially if it's somebody I used all the time or somebody who I hadn't used, but is, ex, you know, was excellent. I can kind of like, okay, I'm going to watch this person. So, you know, exit strategy for your clients, you know, and that could be the referral, the, you know, um, can I use you as a reference? Can I get a testimonial? Can I get an evaluation? If you refer me, what does that look like? You know, all of those things, you're missing out on a ton of marketing information that you can use to find out one, you know, one, are they right? You know, is this part of your ideal client? But two, those testimonials can be used as marketing. So then, you know, that can, that just, you just lose that. I guess, you know, really just being aware of, of, you know, how, you know, how you do business. It's really about reviewing every year. Yeah, you really have to. And, you know, it's fun, even in my own business, like I, I had a girl that was with me for six, six years. And, you know, I always want to make sure that they're growing, they're getting new opportunities, they're happy, they're doing what they want to do. And. And sometimes like shit just changes in people's lives. And then how it was last year is not how it is this year. And their commitment to one thing and then they get a boyfriend and then it's a toxic relationship and then it changes their work ethic. Like, oh my gosh, I could just go on and on and on and on. And so do you, do you have people that come to you and say like, okay, I have, we've written this process. We have these manuals. I'm hiring these people. Like now they're crazy. Or how can I make sure I don't hire crazy people or 
how do you help them pre, I guess it's just like pre-qualifying a client. Like it is like pre, you know, you find yeah. out, you know, like what, you know, look at, you know, this is, it's been, it's been really up for me um, in the last couple of days, but your Myers-Briggs is a huge, is a huge mm-hmm. opportunity to look. Who are you at in the, in the Myers-Briggs, you know, standpoint and then saying, okay, who, you know, let me look at the different types and see who I want if it's a salesperson, I want an, I want an extrovert feeler, you know, I want all the things, but yeah. they need to, you know, but if it's somebody who's analytic and I want somebody who's like in the background, just doing the, just doing, getting shit done, mm-hmm. then I want to find somebody who's an ISTJ, which is who I am. Mm-hmm. But you know, you want to see, you know, like who, what are you trying to fit and who are you? And then go from there. And it's really looking at, you know, getting into, you know, the anagrams, all that. I, you know, I, I don't know a, a, a hill of beans about those, but the, <laughs> but the, because that's all the biggest rage. And I tried, I looked at them like, Oh God, no, but your Myers Briggs, <laughs> you know, whether it's 16 personalities, whether it's, you know, jessicabutts.com, whatever it is, you look at that and go, okay, here's, here's my type. And this is what I'm good at. This is my, this is my, my, my strengths. And I want somebody who, do, who doesn't have the same strengths. So I need to find somebody who's a little bit different than I am. So who is that? And that's how I, um, if I was to hire now, I would feel, I would go that route more than, you know, they just show up and I say, yay. Um, and then once they're in, find out what they want to do. Like you're here, this is your job, but what's, what, what's your, what's your vision of yourself in a year and three years and five years? Because then you can kind of create that path for them to say, okay, you want to be, you're, you're coming in as an assistant, but you want to be a senior planner at one point. Okay. okay, Let's, let's talk about that. Uh Well, no, seriously. And because then they see where they can go and how they can get there. I have a, you know, a friend who is an interior designer. She brought on an assistant. She brought in a huge client and she's wanting to be like junior, you know, junior interior designer. And my friend's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're not even there yet. Right. <laughs> you know? So I, I told her, I said, give her a path. Tell her like, like she doesn't know a cat. She doesn't know all the, the terminology, all these things. I said, well, give her a path. Tell her like, okay, you're going to do, you're, you're stuck here for a year. You're going to learn all these things. And then next year we'll add CAD to that. You'll learn, you learn how to do CAD. And then, you know, maybe the next year you get, you get your own clients, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, but give them a path. If they're just coming in as a base, say, where, where do you want to go? Do you want to be here? You know, and, and if you don't, that's fine too. But what, what is your main, what is your, you know, five-year vision? And let's figure out how, how to get you there because then they're going to be invested in your company mm-hmm. as well. I mean, making a brand ambassador of somebody who's like singing your praises is going to do you and them so much more because they're going to be in, they feel like they're part of the company and that you value their opinion. Absolutely. The thing that shocks me the most, I think, and I, I really truly believe in my heart that it's just that people, they don't know what they don't know. And sometimes I'm naive to it, but it's like the older I get, the more life experience I get under my belt. And I'm like, oh, I guess I am being naive. Um, they're being like a energy vampire. Um, but it shocks me that people 
have not been challenged before to think about what they want and what makes them happy because they don't have a lot of life experience. And then they want to do all these things and they think that, you know, oh, I can do all of this, but I'm like, well, I've been in it for almost 20 years. And so, but then they don't want the responsibility Uh of everything that comes along with that. And so it's not that I don't want to give people the opportunity, but some people just have to learn the hard way and they're so freaking hardheaded. I mean, I've even had newer business owners that I teach a class um, at the Entrepreneur Center in Nashville. And they're like, I just, I don't know, like, I just didn't get it. Like I could thought I could just copy all your templates and like, you know, it'd be good, which the templates are there to help guide people. But what you put inside of the templates, you've got to figure out what's going to work for you. You can't just go and copy somebody else's template. Like it don't work like that in entrepreneurship. And if you're building a really unique brand around your story, you definitely can't copy people, but it's great when people come back a few years into it and they're like, you know, I get it now, but I had to learn and follow my face myself. And so that's taught me to like be a better listener instead of like talking at people to just try to take a step back and say, all right, they're just going to have to learn the hard way. And like, that's okay. I was extremely hardheaded. So I get it. (laughs) And find out how they want to learn. You know, are they better with video? Are they better Mm -hmm. to doing it in, you know, in, in real time? Or is it better for you just, you know, having them shadow you for a week or whatever, when they first start, I have them come with me. I'm like, come to a meeting, come to a networking event, come to whatever I was doing that week. Just come see how I do it. See what you need to do. You know, watch me and then let's talk about it. What did you, you know, how would you make that better? How would you not, you know, what, you know, get their thoughts, get them involved because the sooner they're involved, the sooner they feel like they're part of um, the company. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, like, I'm just trying to think of like other blind spots that people don't have their process improved. Because when I was younger, if I would have had, a, and I have, I've had lots of different mentors, but if they sat down and said, okay, what is your plan for these five foundations? And they challenged me to actually think about them. They didn't tell me what to do or how to do it. And they challenged me, like, I probably would have been really much smarter, quicker, yes. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. But do you have to pull that out of people or do you kind of have a process where you're like, okay, I, since you don't have it in your head, I'm going to tell you how to do it or give you suggestions or are you like, go think about it and then come back and then they actually have an answer. Do you ever experience that? A little bit, but you just, you know, you talk through it. Let's, you know, let's talk, let's talk through, you know, let's, I mean, I'm just going to look at one, you know, let's talk about planning for the upcoming the upcoming week. What does that look like for somebody? And some people may, I just fly by the seat of my pants. No, 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 no. No. (laughs) That's bad. You need to have a plan going into your week. Even something that's already kind of set that you like meet clients, maybe Tuesdays and Thursdays, and you have a vendor day on Wednesday. And then you have like your own business day on Fridays. You know, what most people don't do is work on their business. And this is working on 
your business. This is creating mm -hmm. time and space that once you get this done, you will have more time and space to do things with your friends, with your family, with, you know, making, being more creative, whatever it is, but taking that time to, you know, whether it's a half day, whether it's a full day, whatever it is, you turn off the phone, you turn off the emails, you work on whatever project you need to work on. And maybe this is creating your process and procedure is that project. And you, at the end of the day, it's, you know, you're taking it, you know, chunk by chunk, but at the end of it, you're going to be able to have that book done and look at that and go, okay, if I hire a, a personal assistant, if I hire a planner, if I hire a VA, they're going to know, I'm going to give them the document that says, this is how I do business and have a intelligent community, you know, and conversation about it where they're going to be able to ask, you know, you'll be able to answer those questions they have for you. And you won't be sitting there looking like a deer in the headlights going, I don't know what I do. <laughs> Just do it, you know? So with that, it, it does, it's, it's getting your passwords. It's getting all those things, you know, it's doing all of that. So then you can give it to somebody else. So then you can have time to do whatever. Yeah. And like, like actually build the business and yeah. work on the business yeah. not, I didn't really understand that, but like years ago, I kept, people kept saying like, work on your business, not in your, and I'm like, what the hell does that mean? And so I didn't, it didn't click with me. And so really it's like working, like you're doing everything for the client and you're doing everything in your business and then working on your business. I've noticed that a lot of people, they just, they don't even know where to start. They don't know what yes. to do. Like you said, yes. first thing. Make sure you have policies and procedures yeah. and they have to hire a coach or get a mentor or go to a class because like you can't pull this stuff out of your butt if you don't know what you don't know. I mean, again, so it's okay to like ask for help. It's okay. I mean, you can Google it on the internet. How do I work on my business, not in my business? But the first place to start is like you said, policies and procedures, make sure you own all your stuff, make sure you have your passwords down and don't use the same password for everything. <laughs> like use LastPass. I haven't even used it, but use LastPass. Yeah. That we use a app call. It's called one password, but password. everything password, is encrypted. LastPass. It's yeah, there's, there's, there's lots of them out there, but yeah. you know, I have a, I have a, a spreadsheet that's, you know, small business tasks. It's just a document. If you want it, let me know because I, and it will give you a spot to go, okay, this is what I need to do every day. This is what I need to do every week. This is what I need to do monthly. This is what I need to do quarterly. This is what I need to do yearly. So you can at least start with, okay, I've got my small business tasks. I know what to do. And then from there you can add, like, I want to add whatever it is. But if you have that, just that little tickler in your, you know, on your, on your desk that you go, okay. It's the first, it's the Monday of, it's the first, you know, first Monday of the month. This is what I do. Great. Do it. And don't veer from it. <laughs> no, and don't veer from it. I mean, like, you know, I've got a friend who is all about, she calls it money Monday. And so she does That's all awesome. her money. She does all her money stuff on Monday. And so I'm like, great, go for it. Okay. I just, I, I mean, before I really had good mentors, I would always put clients first, which let me be clear. You have to have the clients to bring in the income, to pay the bills and to grow. Yes. But 
you still have to have time to work on the business. And that's where you can hire someone and start offloading things. It blows my mind. I have several friends that recently they're like, I hired a VA and it's not going so well. Like I thought they were going to solve all my problems about productivity. I'm like, well, did you give them, have you been through an exercise of like, we're going to use Wonderlist and we're going to do this and you're going to send me a daily bullet and you tell them how you work. And they're like, no, I mean, I thought that they were going to bring those answers to me. And I'm like, well, it depends on what company they work for. Some companies do that. And some people are trained on specific softwares and some aren't like you can't assume that. Yep. I'm shocked. And so I'm just like, why, who told you that you were just going to be able to offload all this stuff and then you don't have a process for it? Like, it's not that easy. (laughs) And and a lot of people think that. So that's why, I mean, it it all starts with your process and procedures because if you have that in place, then you're going to be able to say, okay, this is what I can automate and this is what I can outsource. And then you're, you know, then you're kind of like, okay, good. I'm, I'm done with those two things. Now let's, let's do it. It, it just, um, I think a lot of it, like, again, it just comes from experience and you don't know what you don't know. Um, and you, you've got to just sometimes learn the hard way, I guess. Um, so what it, like, what really is the best way for people to learn. So you said, just to recap, like they can shadow you, they can watch videos, they can read about the company. What are other ways for people to learn to make sure that they're customizing the message the way they need to hear it? You know, I would really just sit down with your employee and say, okay, where, you know, how do you best learn? If they don't know, you know, dig a little deeper. Um, but they're going to say, I, you know what I do better if I'm, if I'm hands-on, um, or I do better if I just read it and then go to hands-on or I'm better if I just go straight to, you know, a video and watch videos on it. It's really just dependent on the, on the person, but, you know, ask them. And, you know, when you're, when you're training your staff, you know, always be ready for how do you want to be, you know, how's, what's the best way to train you? Well, and if people don't know what, how they best receive information, um, I mean, I know you mentioned Myers-Briggs. We use a methodology called True Colors. That's all with pictures and colors. There, you mentioned Enneagram, which is a pretty lengthy book. Yes. Um, and they, and they're strength finders that will give you the top five strengths and the top or the lowest, I guess, top five weaknesses. Yes. Um, there's personality max. There's culture index. There's uh, how to fascinate. There's so many different. And they all teach you something different about the brain. So pick one and make sure that you're pre-qualifying these people because what I have found because I'm a psych geek on like doing all these different, I don't call them tests, they're assessments. Um, and doing all of these, you're, you're really doing them a favor by teaching them about themselves. And because a lot of people don't know, they yeah. really don't know what they want. And especially 
the, the younger the generations get, the more I can just tell that like the mom did it for them because they were a single mom and to compensate, they just would take care of things, which is, you think you're being a good mom by doing that, but then it's not teaching the child how to actually have the skills to deal with some of these things. And say, I mean, even my sister does it to her kids and I'm like, I'm not telling you what to do. And I know I'm not a real mom with like real kids, but (laughs) you know, like your 17 year old doesn't even know how to do this because you just take care of it. And that's not teaching like real life skills. And it's scary to me that, you know, some kids are graduating when they're 17 and 18 and then they go off to another city for college and they don't know like how to deal with conflict how to sit down, like dealing with conflict is not ignoring each other for four days and slamming the door. Like that's not conflict resolution at all. So then we're expecting these kids to go to college. They don't, they don't have the, the basic fundamentals of communication. Then they go into a job and then we're expecting them to understand how to navigate all the different personalities, all the different backgrounds of everybody. And they don't have the foundation. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, and that's really coming into going into it going, you know, who do I want for this position? And then, you know, having them, maybe it's part of, you know, the, the hiring process is you give them one of those tools, whatever, you know, whatever assessment you want to give to them, you, that's part of the, that's part of the application is you have to take this. So I can tell where you're going to fit in the company and whether it's this position or that position or you're not going to be a fit for this company. And, and that's, and that can be used as a, as a tool in, in creating, in, in hiring for sure. Are there any other tools that you can share with our listeners that you would recommend that you use with people when you're trying to prep them to get ready to hire? For me, it's just, it all just boils down to, who do you want? Like, you know, figure out what the type is or what, you know, personality or whatever it is. How do you want, you know, who do you want? But then the tool is, you know, writing down your job description. What, what do you want them to do? And then how is that going to fit into your company? You know, it's not, you're just not hiring somebody to hire somebody. You've got to hire somebody that's going to actually fulfill a need for you. Um, so maybe there's, there's not a software or a tool or anything around that. It's really just making sure that you, as a, as the business owner, really think about, is this a person that I, that I need to have as a, as a, you know, a, a person in my company, or can it be a person I contract out? Gotcha. You know, because, you know, what's, what's that, you know, you're going to save a lot more money by contracting that out than maybe hiring somebody. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's the first step you do is you look at a contractor to say, okay, can you do this job and let's see how it works. And then you can kind of play with it and say, okay, I don't need them to do this. I do need to do that. You know, you can, you know, you can get a lot of more information before you actually make a commitment to somebody um, as uh, hiring somebody. And that's exactly why we have an intern program (laughs) (laughs) to make sure and I'm not even kidding. 90% of the people after the semester, the end of the eight weeks, they're like, I do not want to do this. <laughs> and there's ones that you, that they want to do this. And you're like, you are not, you're not, this is not your person. Uh-uh. 
if you're uh -huh. calling me to, to make sure it's okay to come in, you cannot be a wedding planner. There's no, uh -huh. there's no way you just need to come in and do the job. And if you're uh -huh. too timid and too shy, mm -mm. Yeah. Not, this, this job is not for you. Yeah. And, and my favorite is, do I have to work every weekend? Uh, yeah. well, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't even know what day yes, of the week it is ever. Do you go to weddings on weekends? Yes, you do. <laughs> Guess what? That's my favorite. You have to work on the weekends. I'm just, I'm, I'm completely amazed sometimes at the things people say. Well, I've been, I, I had a girl, I had a, I had three interns um, and they're all lovely girls and I, and they're doing, they're, they don't even, one of them I think does event planning. The other ones are, you know, are not, but I had them move a table for me uh -huh. and it took all three of them to move a table. Are you freaking kidding? And I told them, I said, okay, this is the deal girls, ladies, you, yeah. when you go back to school, you need to take some weight training classes uh -huh. because you're going to lift more than that table at some point Uh huh. by yourself, by yourself. So, yep. Yep. So, yes. Yeah. It's, it's the simple things that sometimes people just overlook. Well, if people want to connect with you, Jen, where is the best place for them to go? They can go to Facebook and Instagram. It's Jen Taylor Consulting for both. Um, they can reach out to me at jentaylorconsulting.com. And I am Jen at jentaylorconsulting.com on email. So uh, just go to anything that says Jen Taylor Consulting. You'll find me. And you've got group coaching classes that are online. I do. I've got some new, fun, exciting classes starting up. And uh, one of them is all based on creating your, uh, it's called the Ops Boss, and it's creating your processes and procedures. So those, those that's coming up. And then I have an ongoing new, you know, new business uh, class as well. So awesome. super fun online coaching. You know, we've got personal one-on-one -on -one coaching, all the things. So reach out if you need any help. I'd love to be there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your insight and for sharing today. And for everyone who's listening, thank you so, so much for giving me your time and trusting us to helping you build an amazing business. And be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Business Unveiled. Have a great day. Bye. Now that you have all the tools you need to conquer the world in GSD, just share this with your friends and your fellow GSD leaders and be sure you're a subscriber so you never miss the juicy details of Business Unveiled. And you can ask Siri to listen to the latest episode, but you got to be a subscriber. Before I go, I have a huge favor to ask and it would mean the world to me. While you're listening, snap a quick screenshot, post it to your Instagram story, tag me at GSD leader underscore and share with me your top takeaway from this episode and how it relates to you. Until next time, remember, stay productive and profitable. You've been listening to Business Unveiled with Angela Profit. Join us next time as we share our experiences to help you be more productive and profitable in your creative business. For more great resources, visit AngelaProfit.com.